Joey Denham Insurance. Can I speak to Joe, please? Yes, may I ask who's calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingola. Okay, one moment. Thank you. Hey, Joey. Oh, how are you doing, sir? Good, how are you? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Well, I, uh, I got a, a mic, and I'm looking at probably, I was actually going to ask you about some of this stuff, you know, what's the best uh, system to use for that, and edit it and put it together. How about that, Joel? Today, I guess it's your lucky day, because, uh, you know, you can't ask me. I mean, are you, are you asking me? I'm, I'm assuming you're asking me. That was Joel Dunham over at Stoller Dunham Insurance in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and we were talking about um, putting together some videos. And he wanted to ask me my opinion on, you know, exactly the the ins and outs, the hows and whys of all of that good stuff. And, and it's obviously a question I get asked quite frequently. And there's varying degrees of answers that I can give here. Uh, Joel says he has a microphone and, you know, all that stuff. And he kind of wants to know how to put it all together. And... I would say what you heard Joel say there is, yeah, the microphone is probably one of the first things that you're gonna wanna improve, no matter what camera you're using, whether that's your cell phone, cell phone, smartphone, um, iPhone, Android, whatever, uh, buy a microphone for that thing. Uh, First thing you'd wanna buy if you're using, you know, a webcam, which I still use a webcam to this day, buy a microphone for that thing. Uh, the microphone you're listening to me record this podcast with and the microphone that I use to record all of my videos with. So it obviously serves a dual purpose. Um, the microphone is very important, right? Good audio is, in a lot of cases, better than good video. Now, obviously with Facebook Live and all of that stuff, you know, phones have gotten to a point where they have passable audio. Um, it just depends on the vehicle, right? If you're doing a Facebook Live, it's... it's um, People are used to, you know, somebody talking on their phone and using the microphone there. If you're looking for something a little more produced, um, you know, something like you would find on YouTube, then you're definitely going to want to have a microphone. So the, you know, the medium and the method and the delivery are also going to take into be taken into consideration. You know, what's again acceptable is a strong word, but what you know, what kind of gear you should have. And you can go nuts and I can go on forever talking about video gear. And, you know, the first thing I guess, you know, and and this is, you know, this is where it all starts. We talked about the importance of the microphone, but, you know, if you have, again, most cameras that are available today can produce a pretty solid image, you know, again, HD quality image, which again is about as good as anybody's gonna be able to notice at this stage in the game, just as long as you light it properly. You could have a $2,000 camera, and if you don't light it properly, it's gonna look like garbage. And it's it's a waste, right? So really quickly on the hardware, you know, end of it, I, I, we've done, you know, a few video episodes on this podcast before. Um, I, I like to talk about it. I'm gonna keep talking about it every time it comes up with agents because it just kind of shows you what's on their mind and the frequency of, you know, kind of conversations that I have with agents on these topics. But 
Joel asked an even more, I don't know if it was more important, but a more specific question as it relates to getting started with video. So what about editing equipment or, or programs or... Ah, yes. The next question in line after what video gear, mics, camera, lights, etc. It's what you know software do you use to, to actually make the videos? And this is, it's a tough question to, you know, kind of answer because, um, you know, you can go with something as basic as, you know, iMovie on your, your iPhone, if that's what you've got, or, you know, whatever basic video editing you know program is available to you for free. I mean, if you're doing something very simple that just requires a fancy word jump cut, uh, meaning you cut where you screwed up and then you cut where you started not screwing up and then you mash those two together to erase the screw up, that's pretty simple to do and almost any you know video editor can do that. Um, there's ease of use, there's you know functionality integrations, all that stuff that goes into you know kind of considering what you might want to use. Um, personally. I've used, for the bulk of my video editing career, I've used Adobe Premiere Elements, which is the light version of Adobe Premiere Pro. Uh, only over the last two years, year and a half, two years, did I upgrade to the full Adobe Creative Suite. Um, and it's a decision that I have enjoyed uh, having access to all of the Adobe products. Right now I'm recording this podcast with Adobe Audition. And so it, it comes with perks, right? Just not getting the, the Premiere Pro software, you get everything, Photoshop, Audition. But the Elements version, you can get it for like 100 bucks on Amazon, I think, for um, Premiere Pro and Photoshop. Or, I'm sorry, let me try that again. For uh, Premiere Elements and Photoshop Elements, that's the light versions of those you know, full products, you can get those together bundled for like 100 bucks, 150 bucks. Pretty affordable, in my opinion. The biggest... Um, downside to recommending Adobe stuff is that it does uh, require a lot out of your computer. It is very daunting. It's a bit of a resource hog and sucks the life out of your, your computer. So you might find yourself creating um, a, a PC as you just asked Josh Lipstone um, about it. He, he built himself a nice fancy uh, video editing rig, which I'm even je I'm jealous of. He, he, he upped me on, on the specs of my PC, which I built about a year and a half ago. Uh, it's nice to have a, a fully dedicated like video editing you know computer, but you know make sure that you know what you're getting into. I guess is the thing because Joel he's already kind of got something in mind that might actually work for him. Um, a little. I've got a program called Serif. The the program's probably three to four years old, but it's workable. It's it's something that I I know enough to be dangerous, but not I'm not an expert at it. But you know I could put something together with that. Joel, I'll be honest, I've never heard of that program, but that doesn't mean anything uh, because I've really only used one or two uh, editing programs my entire life. So don't don't take that to mean anything. Uh, here's the thing, and this is the thing that I would tell Joel and I would tell any of you. If, again, you know, we had talked in the previous clip, if you've got something that's available to you, it's free, you don't want to spend any money on an editing program. Uh, you know, Joel said it's three to four years old. The thing is, is, is it going to just... Keep up with your needs as you evolve as a video creator for your agency, a video marketer, if you will. Um, because the worst thing that you could do is spend a lot of time learning a program that will 
render itself obsolete or that you're not going to upgrade with or grow with and have to have to relearn something else. Now again, mind you, video editing is video editing f- for the most part, but again, you will, you know, create speed bumps moving back and forth between, you know, programs and things like that. Even just going from Premiere Elements to Premiere Pro, I found, you know, there was a there's a, a little bit of a, you know, a couple of weeks where I was like, man, this is this kind of sucks. This is uncomfortable. Not liking how this feels. So, you you want to make sure that, you know, you get something that can you can grow with and that you're not going to waste a lot of time you know learning something that you know you're ultimately going to need to replace and that's the thing with video across the board and I think that's the big decision you have to make before you even get started is is what are you going to learn what part of the process are you going to be involved with and does it make sense to maybe bring somebody else into the mix I'd thought about that. I mean, within the agency, that's that's not something we're ready for. But there is a guy that I've had work on some other projects for me. And, you know, I think he might be a good person to have look into that. I have thought actually about having him taking a look and just seeing what he could do, how much time he has, and, and how much he could help me with that. All right, so pay attention to something here. It's very interesting. It's just kind of peaks gives you a little peek into the mindset of I'm assuming Joel's point of view, and, and I'm I'm gonna guess a majority of agents' point of view. And I can't remember exactly how I asked the question to Joel, but basically surrounding of have you thought about bringing somebody on? Um, maybe I asked him about if there was somebody in the agency that was maybe in a position to learn some of these tasks, whether it's be behind the camera or possibly even on camera with him, right? So maybe Joel's the guy on the camera. Maybe he's got a guy producing the videos and editing and all that fun stuff. Um, but I think the first train of thought when we think about getting help, you know, whether it's internally or externally, we, we think of like a full-time person. We think like, I'm going to hire like somebody to be in my agency and do this. And, and really, you know, that's overkill. You know, Joel's saying, I got this guy who has helped me with stuff in the past. I want to see, you know, what he's got available. It's okay to, you know, bring this to somebody on a project by project basis. The only problem is, is that what you have to be careful of is destroying your workflow, right? You don't want to just deteriorate it, you know, to where you're giving yourself built-in excuses to not get something done because the guy that you've got set up is flaking on you and he's not getting back to you. It's not getting done fast enough, as fast as it needs to. And that is something that, you know, can happen when you obviously, you know, the more people involved. And that's probably why I for have way too long relied strictly on myself for the entire content creation process end to end. It's, you know, I don't want to have to worry about somebody else's timetable and their expectations or their ability to get back to me. However, I do think if you're just starting from scratch today and you, whether you have an interest or not, I think, you know, if you can find a way to build that in, build, build that in to the initial process, I think that's only going to help you scale it even faster. The biggest thing that you have to be careful of is again, finding somebody that is reliable enough, or if they are not reliable enough, uh, having a way to consistently replace the people that are falling off. Now, whether that's using, um, I don't know that Fiverr is a great example, um, Elance or Upwork or any of those sites, um, I've had a pretty good experience with Upwork, um, but as long as you've got a way to, to you know, solidly replace that person, that's what you're really after. 
it's not so much, um, yeah, this guy, he's been doing me favors and, and it's, it's fun once in a while, every, you know, every blue moon sort of thing. But once you kind of come and lean on them regularly, then it's something you got to be careful of. They might turn out to be very interested and there might be a great relationship there. But again, when you are allowing yourself to, to, to have excuses fall on somebody else other than yourself, that's when the stuff doesn't get done. That's when the habit isn't successfully built. If you remember back to the previous episode, I think we did with Joel talking about overloading unstable habits uh, leads to failure. Same thing, right? So if if you're if you're trying to ramp up on this video production, and you know you're bringing in unreliable people into the mix, then it's just going to cripple you, and it's going to deflate you, and it's going to make it feel like it's a whole lot harder than it actually is. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe we're trying to do too much at one time, but so far it seems like it's going to be manageable, and uh, I just feel like you know since since we started looking into this sort of thing and since I joined Grow and all that kind of stuff it just seems like there's three years of stuff that I'm trying to get in a short amount of time but it's all necessary it all needs to be done and you know I'm trying to keep to a good schedule to do that but and it seems like it will it's just you know it's a lot so now if you remember back I think this is the third episode Joel has been uh, a part of if you remember back Joel is the guy who uh, changed his uh, management system and redid his website at the same time. He's also the same guy who's trying to blog and do videos on top of all that within a very short time span here. And yes, you heard him say, right, he is a member of Grow and part of our mastermind. So that's the kind of agent that, you know, we're in the mix with in the mastermind. If, if you've been on the fence about jumping into the mastermind and you're not sure of the type of people that are in there, Joel's one of those guys. And again, he's doing five things at once and he's making you know rapid change in his agency. These are the guys that you're going to try and keep pace with. And again, too, maybe he's doing too much, maybe not. But even if he's successful three out of the four times, that's a pretty good average. And that's more than potentially the guy, you know, or maybe even what you're doing, you know, Joel's doing three things failed at four, you know, he's doing, trying to do four things failed at one, got three, you know, maybe you're only trying to do one and maybe you're mediocre at it. Right. So that's the point. Like video is challenging and Joel's saying it's feeling like a lot and it is and figuring out the different pieces and stuff, but don't let it overwhelm you. Right. That's the thing. Uh, it, it's okay. You know, I tell you not to overload yourself. You know, the whole episode of we did with Joel last time was not overloading the habits to, to, to create failure, but the worst, so let's put it this way. I'm okay with you failing. If you've told yourself that it's okay to fail, if you haven't told yourself that, then I don't want you to fail because then you're going to be crippled by the failure and you're just never going to come back to it. So I do maybe kind of, uh, I do maybe, maybe nurse the failure a little bit on, on our half, on our behalf here of, you know, maybe I'm just hedging as far as how you're going to react to if you're not successful, just because I know I've seen agents start and stop, start and start, stop, or just never really start at all on any of this stuff. And that's depressing and it breaks my heart and I cry a tear inside every time that I see a blog that hasn't been updated in, you know, six months. And that's, you know, that's where you just need to know how much bandwidth you have and what you're capable of. Joel's pretty, seems like he's, he's pretty self-aware as far as what he's got going on. And, and he, he seems like he would probably know when to pump the brakes if he felt like he was, you know, barreling down a hill about, you know, to meet certain death. I don't think that's where he's at right now, but just in case, Joel, if you are, there's an emergency break somewhere, go ahead, feel free, pull it. We don't want that to happen. Uh, 
where this all started was, you know, Joel was thinking about doing some video. He happened to be on the phone with me and he wanted to ask, right? It's not overwhelming. It's not this gigantic thing that needs to be done a certain way. It just needs to be done good enough to deliver your message clearly enough to where it is not distracted by the tech, the technology, and the tools and the hardware that you have in place. It's simply about building trust at a higher rate, at a higher frequency than everybody else. At the end of the day, that is your only goal. That is every single reason you sit in front of a camera is to allow them to build that relationship on their time, not yours, and to do it in a way that doesn't have to make you be there every single time. All right, we're going serious, not serious question here of the week, or that's not even the week of the of the day. Sure, whatever. All right, so favorite TV show you're you're ashamed to admit that you like? What TV show are you just a nut for, or were a nut for, that you're like, I probably don't want anybody to know this now. Um, mine goes way back, and with all the trashy reality TV out there. Um, it's easy, I guess, to have one of those shows be considered. I, for the record, I am not a reality TV show guy. I cannot stand reality TV shows. I have maybe watched two in my entire life, and I honestly couldn't even tell you what they are. I'm just, I'm just guessing that I have probably watched. Oh, I, I watched The Voice. I watched The Voice. I did that one season. So there's one I know for sure. Anyways, the um, the TV show that I am ashamed is a strong word, but that you might be surprised that I like going way back to my formative years was uh, Dawson's Creek. I'm a sucker for a good coming-of-age romantic. Uh, it's not a sitcom. Uh, I guess what a television show, whatever it was, back on the WB days. And uh, it was when it was WB, not CW. And, uh, yeah, that's mine. It's, it's embarrassing. Dawson's Creek. And surprisingly, the most successful cast member to come out of there was, no, it wasn't Katie Holmes. It was actually Michelle Williams. Who saw that coming? I don't know. James Vanderbeek, he was he was kind of a thing for like a year or two. And I don't, I don't know if he's acted since. Um, anyways, what's yours? I'd like to know. Because it's, it can't be worse than that. Eh, maybe it's worse than that. But it can't be worse than that, I don't think. Joyagirlprogram.com. Let me know what your slightfully shameful uh, TV tastes are. And, of course, if you have any questions on video, making videos, we can do that too. Sure. Equipment, editing software, joyagrowprogram.com. Or if you want to jump in to the Mastermind with Joel, you know where to do that, growprogram.com slash mastermind. Take it easy.